Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Carlos Garcia. Carlos Garcia, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Oh, I'm making it through the through the end of the world as we know it. Dude, I mean, it, yeah, I'm so glad that the world did not end before I got to chat with you. Touche. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, it's crazy though. On the way here, I mean, I came from Hoboken, New Jersey, oh, and cool. it's like the path station, which is usually full of people, is completely dead. Wow. It's like it's like a ghost town. It's, it's insane. But then I get off here at Story of Queens, and then literally, like, you look at the restaurants, and it's brunch central. <laughs> Why people got to get their brunch? You they know got it. I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and so that shows the difference. So like, you know, in New Jersey, so the stop in New Jersey that was fucking dead because there's less white people? I think so. Is well, there now, less white people in Hoboken? No, 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 no. Okay. That's not, funny, it's pretty much been the same. Um, but until recently, I think it was 24, 48 hours ago, that um, they put a curfew in place now. Yeah. Because really? it was getting to the point where people apparently were using Hoboken as like a, a party oasis. <laughs> And then they were getting in fights and stuff like that. People were spitting on each other's faces, going crazy. And oh they're God. saying that they just can't handle the amount of calls to, you know, police or yeah. emergency services. Is it just like Jersey or is it New York City? Um, I'm I'm guessing it's a little of both. You know, it's okay. it's the thing is there's nothing else to do at this point. People are not going to work. People yeah. are not. So the only things that are open are bars and restaurants. So and what's uh, the curfew? What's the time? Uh, they say 10 o'clock, I believe it is. Okay. And then you can still do, you know, like if you got to go to a pharmacy or a grocery shop, anything like that. But they say that's, that's it. Okay. I'm, I'm in, I'm in bed by then. So I should. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I, I won't come out to Hoboken anytime soon. After, after I turn 10. 30, I do not go out anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. Curfews are for young people. <laughs> uh, wh- yeah. Where can people see you do stand up comedy on stage in New York City normally? And where can they find you online? I know you have a monthly show at QED. Just, Correct. just kidding. Correct. Just yeah. kidding. Uh, produced, uh, co-produced by me and Barack Zip, and we were going to go on live here at QED this coming Thursday, but of course it got canceled due to the virus. But we are live every third Thursday of the month, Uh, so the next one is Thursday, April 16th at 7.30 p.m. Okay. I also produce uh, the greatest comedy show of all time at Broadway Comedy Club. I was wondering where the greatest comedy show of all time was. Oh, yeah, and now (laughs) you know. Now I know. (laughs) It does not surprise me that it would involve Carlos Garcia. Correct, correct. (laughs) The the man of the most, uh, almost, is is, I think like Carlos Garcia is almost like a new age Mohammed. You know what I mean? There's so many of us. We, I, I could literally start a gang of Carlos Garcia. <laughs> Things would get confusing, but I, I wouldn't think I fuck could with, I out. wouldn't fuck with them. I wouldn't. <laughs> Fun fact, I actually have eight names. Uh, I know you've had some Venezuelan okay, comics. Okay, bust it out. What's, what are the eight names? It's Carlos Guillermo Garcia Contreras Machado Navarrete Quintero Urdaneta. You are, you're, you're kidding. I'm like the king of Venezuela. You're That's absolutely kidding. You, you are, you're just kidding right now, right? <laughs> I swear to eight God. Eight fucking names. Eight fucking names. I would names. never be able to pronounce a single one of those, oh, let alone. Alone, all eight. That's that's when I prove my foreignness. You know what I mean? Because I come in with no accents. Yeah. So then, and then I look really light skinned. So people are like, "You're nah, nah, nah <laughs> you're a white boy." And so I, I gotta prove my that's my foreign card right wow. now. Wow! And did you have to say that aloud in school? <laughs> no, we went in Venezuela. I would go by the first four, actually. Oh, okay. And then here, I just went by Carlos Garcia. It was, I, you know, it was already too much of an issue <laughs> to prove anything. It's like, but, but wait, uh, where are you from? Yeah. You're from Venezuela. Where in Mexico is that? <laughs> But all the forms, you had to put all that shit on? Right, right, right. right. Wow. So I, I, I kept it simple there. <laughs> and so you also have a podcast. It's the Frat Chat podcast? Correct. Okay. It's the 
Hot Shot Podcast, and we are currently in development for season two. Okay. It is a podcast started by myself and my fraternity friend, my fraternity brother, Chris Moore, who's also a comedian. Oh, cool. Uh, he and I actually, you know, after college, he moved to Chicago for nine, ten years, wow. and then I moved out here. Okay. And I was walking to one of my shows one day at uh, Dangerfields here in the city, and all of a sudden, I sort of got it. I feel like someone poked me in the shoulder. I turn around, it's him. It's like, what? Like, I haven't seen you in eight years, you know? Was he there to do comedy that night with you? He was there to support me. No He shit. heard about the show. He's like, I'm going to surprise you. And he's like, what are the odds I see you walking That's to your ass. show, you know? Yeah. And so we started hanging out and, you know, uh, I started putting him on my shows and we started doing mics together and things yeah. like that and the thing that's interesting with him he you know he's a little bit older than me he's three years older than me and he's a gay comedian and so you know he's a white guy i'm a foreign guy yeah. you know the gay guy we're like we're like the odd couple type thing <laughs> but it's great because he busts my balls and i bust his and oh, you good. Know, it's, it's a good back and forth and so the the frat chat podcast are you guys having guests on there too uh we do we just started having guests actually oh that's season two Correct. Okay. Uh, and for season one, it was more so of uh, the story of us uh, getting to know each other. Yeah, it's a pretty know. rich story. Correct. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the stuff that we did and the chapter and things like that. We talk yeah. about hazing. We talk about all that stuff. And did you guys experience hazing? Uh, yes. Okay. But not in like the, you know, we stick a pickle up your ass type hazing, you know, more like the, like, like the stereotypical stuff you would see on TV. It wasn't know? the super, super gay hazing. Correct. Okay. Correct. Like no elephant walks, things like that. Yeah. I don't know that I could have done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, especially cause you have to pay them to join the chat. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you have to pay me, man. Like, yeah, like my experience with it is like, they had just had to give up any light hazing that they had done before. And so right. during our pledge week, when we had to sleep in the house, they seemed all pretty pissy that they couldn't haze us. Anymore. Right. And so, like, during my big, like, everybody had to give up and give a speech at the end of the week. And so I did, and I was like, dude, this experience has been just fucking stupid because you guys seem to just be disappointed you can't haze us. And we really right. didn't learn anything through the experience. And so then afterwards, the president came up and he's like, well, that's what's great about a fraternity. If you want to change something, you can. That's and then, true. But then they elected me to be the fucking pledge week guy for the following. <laughs> for the following. And so I had to organize all, because of my all big fucking hazing. mouth, I had to organize all the non-hazing right. meaningful shit that would make the next pledge week even better. Oh, but it's just, it's just like, fucking, I should have shut my fucking mouth. And the only thing that I got from the, the fraternity thing, because I left it after a year and I left that school was um, you don't call it a frat because you don't call your country, country a cunt. A cunt. <laughs> yes, that is like what they all take away. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? the big takeaway because that's the one frat joke that they can tell. <laughs> and I mean, for us, the thing is, uh, you know, we are both kind of, uh, you know, disenfranchised in our own ways. You know what I mean? For for him, he was in the closet all along. He just didn't know. You know wow. what I mean? And Even so, during the sorority days. I mean, sorry, the during fraternity, the fraternity days. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I found afterwards that there was... Um, you know, like uh, my buddy became the president of that chapter after mm-hmm. I left. And he was like, "Oh yeah, it turns you know it turns out that this person's gay, this person's gay, this person's gay, right. this person's gay." And so he was in the closet. Like I would almost think that because of my experience with that, I discovered that they kind of came out during college, but he still kind of stayed closet. Well, the thing was, keep in mind, you know, uh, I started college two thousand six, so okay. him being three years older, it uh, was er- you know favorite. early two thousands. Okay. It wasn't quite as kosher you okay. know what i mean and again he wasn't quite sure where he was in his sexuality and stuff okay and i'm honestly butchering his story this is his yeah head, we'll but, get him on here and he could tell his story too. right but yeah. for me like i always knew you know what i mean he was for example i don't know if you had this in your fraternities but like fraternities and sororities would do like a almost like a 
choreographed dance like in the springtime around homecoming and yours was too good and he was the choreographer for it and he was incredible and he was incredible and it was so it's the kind of thing where the first time we hung out actually like for me it was very obvious that he was gay you know just the first time he we hung out here in the city he was like by the way just tell you i'm gay (laughs) and i was like yeah like what <laughs> i've known this for years it's like uh-huh. oh because apparently a lot of the older guys in the chapter that he knew coming up completely disowned him once he came out wow and so it was you know a, a, some of the podcasts it's 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 even him just venting about his experience with that because it's one of those things where you join this organization and the whole concept is you become brothers and you're going to be accepted no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter how much money you make. Yeah, I and guess it's sudden, as long, you, as, long as, as, long you as you're not gay, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that sounds kind of bullshitty, you know? Yeah, so, and so like does that kind of – and I guess a brother's a brother for life because they want your dues for life. Exactly. But have you thought about leaving the fraternity because of that? Well, Or it's just too much administrative hassle? Karma made its way go around because <laughs> they got close. They, they got, got close down, <laughs> and it was for dumb reasons. Some something to do with hazing. I don't know the okay. full story to be honest, but they're not even on campus anymore. You know, so I guess karma went and took care of it. Um, but the sad thing is, is that. I don't regret joining it at all because for one reason, he I would have never met him. Yeah. Thing. I wouldn't even have the pod. That's but nice. a lot of my really close friends from, you know, I graduated college 2011. I should have 2010, but I did the extra extra mile lap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a lot of my best friends are still people I met from the chapter. And we laugh about these things now, you know. Wow. But it's like, it's funny that with that, that little place where it's like oh i want want to party and i want to meet people then i wouldn't have a lot of the relationships that i have today but it's just like if you yeah if you knew what type of people that some of them were maybe you would have partied off off site yeah Yeah, right i found a party house you know swing a dead cat and you'll find the nearest one yeah my my fraternity got in a little bit of trouble because and this just goes to show how rotten these people are well i guess i guess it wasn't too bad but it was so funny because um, they were taking minutes during meetings and uh, brothers would be so pissed off if they missed the meeting that they were like, Can you, well, no, like that's why the meetings took place in the first place. It's like, right. we want all these little jokes that you guys tell. So maybe right. get some minutes going, s- distribute them around. And so they would write down every hilarious thing that somebody said during the, during the meeting. And one of them was, if she comes around, kick her in the box, <laughs> which is, you know, a euphemism <laughs> for genitalia. <laughs> right. And what happened was they, somebody dutifully took that down. The electorate, the elected secretary probably took took that down and distributed the minutes right. and it got leaked to the administ- administration of the school. Oh my and God. so that we got called into this fucking big lecture hall of 60 people. They're like, you know, you are having a disciplinary hearing for having this mis- misogynistic wow. culture. But what was so fucking funny is I, the president was like, oh, this is totally inconsistent with our values. You know, we believe in this, this little, sh- this principle here. And we even have this, this thing that we recite that epitomizes right, the, right, you right. know, the type of man we, we aspire to be. And he, he started it, this big, this big saying and we all joined in it was like a Rudy moment it was it oh, was chilling God. but embarrassing as fuck right. the fact that we are just reciting the stupid fucking verse about the <laughs> virtues of man and, and believing it as a yeah. thing you know yeah. I drank the Kool-Aid too <laughs> is the thing I was like ah for me it's like I, I thought it was ridiculous but of course you join in because you don't want right. to be the brother who does not exactly. say you know talk about the, the principles of being a man and so um, yeah so off the off the frat real quick um, that's the frat chat podcast well so I was that's coming say, out for season two correct and I was to say what I mean all you guys all you guys had to do different was just run for president of the United States you could have gotten away with that you know what I mean like I was gonna say the Trump like yeah. right those many minutes like yeah it's okay <laughs> just grab him and kick him in the box okay <laughs> 
it's totally okay. okay. And that would be okay because he's changed Norm so much that he can say that with with impunity. I mean, right. And that's the you know that's the equivalent of him actually shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue, right? Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. And so during this crisis that we have, uh, I'd like to ask, ask Trump some questions if I could. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm completely ready. Okay. Uh, Mr. President, um, it, it it seems like you, you took a while to get your act together to uh, to respond to this crisis. I mean, is it because you fired everybody from previous administration? Oh, I have to say, okay, it's just the fake media, believe me. They're just trying to come in and distract from the fact that this is all the Chinese's fault, okay? <laughs> I bear no responsibility for anything that's happening. I know for a fact it was those Chinese jerks teaming up with a little guy that I like to call Barack Obama, okay? And I don't know if you know, but he's a Muslim, and I've been telling people that for years. And now look at here we are, okay? He's just jealous of my economy is so much bigger than his, okay? It's huge. Well, 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 Mr. President, I mean, the economy has kind of taken a nosedive. I mean, how can you explain that? You really you really pegged your approval rating, you know, you, you hinged your pre- presidency on a healthy economy, and look where it's gone. Well, uh, just like I tell Melania, okay, it's not the size of it, it's just how you use it, okay? And last I checked, it's still bigger than Obama's, okay? So I'm just going to leave it with that right there. And just to let you know, it's still bigger than China's, okay? Because it's always going to be bigger than China's, <laughs> believe me, okay? <laughs> now, what I love about that is that you can, um, you can, you, you really answer the question more than he does. Yeah, of course. but like, but it's so great because you could have any audience member tee you up with that because he's kind of non-responsive and he will go forever. Mm-hmm. So like you, like you know, you had various segues into China and Obama and things like that and the, the size of his penis. Diffuse, diffuse. Wow. You never answer the question. And are you? I mean, I, I saw an impression of you on Instagram. You know, an impression you did of Trump on Instagram. And it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, are it was you, wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. The best impression. And then how? I mean, have you been trying to? Um, I don't know, encourage audience members to tee it up because it would feel so, I mean, the fact that you answered my question as, as Donald <laughs> Trump was pretty fucking sweet. Well, thank you. The thing with it is it t- I like to catch him off guard. With it, you know what I mean? They just don't expect it. But once I start talking like him, it kind of, like right now I'm wearing the hat, but usually, you know, I have big bushy hair yeah. too. So it works. You wow. know what I mean? And I want to definitely add it into my crowd work and start putting it. But it's one of these things that just kind of came out of the blue. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, you're like, I didn't know I was this good at this fucking ridiculous Right. Thing. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's just, I would just watch the things he says and just make fun of him in my living room. You know what I mean? And eventually, Everybody's rolling with laughter. You right, should put this on stage. You should right? put this on stage. <laughs> and then I went to acting class one day. And of course, they asked me to do a character. And then I started doing something in my acting character. I bet you could do a good Trump. Try it. And it's like the universe, you know, bringing two things together. Somebody proposed, pitched it to you? Yes. After I had been already secretly doing it. Wow. Well, first of all, like, God bless that person. Right. That guy. And, and you're like, okay, well, who else can I impersonate? Because you really have Correct. your finger on the pulse of what. I can and can't do. And it's like one of those things where, you know, I, I guess I've never been the impressionist type, okay. but I think like politicians, news people are the ones that are probably easiest to do because there's so much material out there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you've seen, I mean, Trump has been on the air now for, for 30, 40 years, if you think about it, with yeah. everything he's been doing. So, and, and like I used to do a Tom Brokaw, but more like old Tom Brokaw, you know, it's like, hello, my name is Tom Brokaw. Yeah. It's like when they had him in the Olympics, you know what I mean? He wasn't commenting on the Olympics. They just had like Tom Brokaw going around the world like, oh, I'm currently here in Brazil <laughs> on a boat with the Olympics. And you can't understand a word he's saying yeah. either. So you could probably like drooling a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's one of those things where 
the thing is you have to commit you know yeah, and, like are you like are you shaving are you wearing a suit and can you do it like as a front-facing video so that you can do those things absolutely okay. and that's stuff that is definitely uh, especially now that the coronavirus is affecting the things I can do, I'm going to start producing more content like myself. Updates, updates, how to stay safe. Correct. And it's just ridiculous. Correct. Stuff. You, you just dunk yourself in the in the Purell. Right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> just I've been drinking Modelo instead of Corona for for months. Okay, <laughs> nothing's going to hit me. It's like you know, and and the thing is. You can with with a guy like Trump, you can go as ridiculous as possible because yeah. it is within his realm of possibilities. This yeah, is like, the how, same but how do you ensure that like you can be more ridiculous than him? Because he's just fucking. He makes on it his tough. Own. He yeah. he tried to say you should nuke a hurricane for God's sakes. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> tough to do that. So the so writing is a little bit difficult, but it's good that you got the delivery down. Right, yeah. and that's really it. He's just convinced. The thing about him is that. I don't know that he's necessarily trying to lie. I really believe that he believes the, I'm sorry for cursing, the shit that he puts out there. Yeah, please do, yeah. You know, I really firmly believe that in his mind, he believes the stuff he's saying is true. Because I think he does watch Fox News all the day, oh, yes, all, all time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and he, relig- religiously, you know? Yeah, and I think he knew that he could play the refs back in the day. Absolutely. Like, he knew that, okay, I have, you know, New York Times ain't going to give me the time of day. So if I give a Correct. scoop to the New York Post, Correct. they are going to, you know, write um, at least moderate coverage, or at least coverage. But put, put me on the cover, don't say awful things, and that's that's all I care about. And he's learned this for years. Yeah. And, you know, with, with his real estate developments and things like that, when he was doing business in New York in the 80s or early 90s and whenever it was, um, literally he knew that the way to get things done was by using opinion, whether it was by fixing up parks in New York City and yeah. things that, you know, the government and the city was struggling the, to uh, do. The ice skating rink and Central Correct, Park. correct. Yeah. And, and doing things like that where it's like, well, they're not doing it, but they don't want to let me do it, yeah. you know, so... I'm a good guy. I'm just a good guy. I'm trying to get it done. Meanwhile, it's like under the book and, and the back end of things, he's negotiating all these shady deals. And oh, it's yeah. Like, I mean, it's totally conflicted, but also it's like, it's a pretty standard Republican administration. Like he's, he's flouting norms and of course he's, you know, filling the swamp full of additional alligators. Absolutely. But I mean, it's, it's you know, re- uh, Republican justice at the Supreme Court and those are the Correct. things that matter. And that's, you know, anybody would have appointed these Republican justices. And Absolutely. So it's like, um, he's business as usual in most of the ways that are going to count forever. Correct. And the thing with him is also that he has his cult-like following because, I mean, he's learned from a lot of... Look at the people that he follows whether they want to admit to it or not is the people like Hugo Chavez from my country you know yeah so Venezuela Putin, right it's like that where it's like the media is your enemy whatever you hear from them is fake news yeah. he's not the first guy to go that route right you know Fidel Castro used to do it for years too oh no 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 it's not us it's the imperialist Americans trying to take us down and that's all the reason why these things are happening right. oh no it's not us it's China's fault you know <laughs> it's the same Thing. And, and he, he's going to use it as an opportunity to keep Chinese out and things like that. Negotiate. He's using it as a position of leverage. And I think several presidents do that. They use, you know, never mm-hmm. waste a good crisis. And so what are the, some of the things that you experienced growing up in Venezuela that, you know, you're seeing here or just kind of how are the cultures different or how are the government's different? Well, I happened to come here right after Chavez was elected, actually. Mm. So for me, while I was still living in Venezuela, it was... It was honestly a very similar form of government. It was it was a two party system, and oh, cool. the thing is, we would all complain how corrupt they were, you know. And Chavez <laughs> was that third candidate, you know. Uh, that was that. I'm neither one of these guys. I'm someone different. Yeah, like very Trump, right? similar, like yeah, Trump. Oh, that. he's gonna drain the swamp. He's not like these politicians you've had here all all along. I got business experience, right? Correct. So it was, you know, it's little things like that, and you know, when Chavez first. 
uh, was running for a president. And I remember he would tell he would go on the radio and say, "People are saying you're going to be a dictator. No, no, no. I'm going to believe in you know free business, uh, you know capitalism, all these things. You right. don't have to worry about it with me." It's once he got into office that little by little he started taking over things where there was the media, you know, people that disagreed with him, yeah. and then started shutting those down. And the thing was on the one end of it, he did do a lot of good things for poor people, you okay. know, build, um, you know, giving them college, health care, building them homes. So, in do, a so, do, manner, so do drug cartels. Ex- I was just <laughs> about to say, in a similar <laughs> manner, they're like a Pablo Escobar is to this day, like Jesus to some yeah. people in Colombia, you know? So you have that, and that's your support system right there, and they're right. always going to vote for you. And Trump is not, he's, he's failing to do that, unfortunately. Like so, But he, he's he convincing learn... people that he somehow is. Yeah. You know, yeah, a lot he, of his supporters are like, no, he's doing great. Yeah, so I guess, um, and why why can that be the case? Because he can, in my opinion, he can blame things on others. For uh, example, this coronavirus thing, he's, his statement was that it's not his fault. Right. And it's never his fault. Right. It's always someone else's fault. So right now, the economy was, was, when it was up, it was like, don't worry, we got that. Right. Now the economy's down, oh, no, it wasn't my fault that it went down. Yeah. But when it was up, it was because of him. Oh, sure. Up, you know? Yeah. So it's one of these things where as long as he can keep throwing conspiracy theories that people believe, because that's the thing, people are believing the stuff he says, right. then he can keep the game going. And also, it, it might be that the people who are you know low income, who are big Trump supporters, you know, they they don't have that alternative. Like they Correct. weren't doing like yeah he's bl- blaming Barack Obama and they can say to themselves well even under Barack Obama I wasn't doing I wasn't much doing better. Okay. Right? And so they don't have an alternative who's really kind of served them. And maybe you know maybe that's why they're looking at a Bernie Sanders or something. Correct. Okay. And so so back to back to Trump. Um, I'd like to ask Mr. Uh, Mr. President a couple other things. Oh absolutely. I'm always here for you. Yeah. Like if you were running your own show maybe at Broadway Comedy Club what okay. would you what would you call that show? Oh my God! It would be the Donald Trump Hour featuring and starring Donald J. Trump and produced and directed by Donald J. Trump. But wouldn't you say that, I mean, it might be the greatest comedy show of all time? Oh, well... Because there's somebody else out there who has a comedy show. That's yes, there's par- currently a foreigner in the ownership of that domain, but don't <laughs> worry. We're going to get him taken care of, okay? I know there's a country out there that uh, would like to start paying for a wall right about now, and I think he's going to be building it, so don't worry. Once it's free, it might be mine. <laughs> and then, I mean, there's also this, um, Mr. President, there's this frat, this frat chat podcast and it's it's uh, it, it's led me to believe that maybe um, you would have probably been like the president of your own fraternity. Uh, the thing about it is that usually they're not too good for me, you know. But I mean, they take a lot of pictures. Things get out. I don't like it. And I've learned about a thing or two about getting peed on in Russia, and I'm just not about to do that again. Okay. And then, I mean, like you're, uh, Mr. President, you're a big fan of Nixon. Um, you know, I think, you know, are you as good as as Nixon or better? I would say that we're both big dick people. You know what I mean? Sometimes <laughs> you, just gotta, you just got to have that big dick energy. Exactly. And you can see it from the size of my hands to the size of my shoes. We're big <laughs> dick people here. And however, you know, I, I, I've, I would like to consider him almost like my right hand person. If I am, if I am the almighty, uh, baby dick is like baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that works out perfectly. And then now that um, Frat Chat Podcast is going to have a guest on season two, will you consider going on that podcast? I, I hear they're fair and balanced, but that Carlos Garcia, like you said, he is a foreigner. I know. And the, the thing is, though, they have foreigners, and I don't know, it depends if Mike Pence is around, because I hear they have a gay, you know? And I know he gets uncomfortable around those things, so I just don't know. I'm going to have to play this by ear, okay? And then I hear Just, just Kidding is a big show at QED Story, Mr. President, and I wanted to know, um, you know, 
know, would you go a thousand miles near that place if it were hosted and, and organized and booked and promoted by people called Carlos Garcia and Bar- Barack Ziv? Well, I sure do hope that that foreigner and the Barack guy have other names in front of folks, okay? Because I do at least see that they are very light-skinned, okay? So they could possibly go to one of my rallies and just don't ask him anything, okay? Just don't ask him to speak. We'll put him in the corner. It'll be okay. But uh, don't worry. I'll bring some of my good hombres to come around. And then you won't be, you know, to notice that the foreigners are there, okay? Just believe me. And then, I mean, I hear this Carlos Garcia guy does a a mean impression of you. What do you think about impressionists who, you know, pretty much do you better than you? Well, here's the thing. No one can do Donald better than Donald can do himself. I tell it to Melania all the time. Okay, so I don't know. Let them try to get, make a quick buck off my name, but they all have, I've already proven that the only way to do that is via sex scandal. Okay, so bring it on, buddy. Bring it on, buddy. Carlos Garcia. We're gonna see a Frat Chat podcast. We're gonna see a Just Kidding whenever that you know is up and running. Yep. But then we're also gonna see the greatest comedy show of all time at, at Broadway Comedy Club. Correct. Okay. Uh, we will yeah, be back that? there uh, April 10th at 7 p.m. That is a Friday, and also April 24th which is also a Friday at 7 p.m. Okay. And in the meantime, I will be debuting at the Ellicott City Comedy Festival in uh, Ellicott City, Maryland, right by Baltimore oh, on that's cool. Friday, March 27th. Wow. Hopefully it yeah. does not get canceled, so make sure you keep an eye out on my social channels at Carlos Does the World, Instagram, Facebook, Carlos Does World on Twitter because they cannot fit the the <laughs> to, uh, for all info and details, and I'm hoping the show will go on. The show must go on because Carlos Does the World. Oh, yeah. Carlos Garcia, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.